Welcome. My name is John Flett. I'm a paediatrician who's passionate about helping children and families, helping children realize their full potential, realize their self-esteem, making sure that we get to the crux of what really causes the difficulties in children's lives. And I'd like to talk about a paediatric assessment. You might have been asked by a teacher or there's some factors at home that have led you to wonder if there is potentially a problem. There might be just a gut feel that you have. And, you know, if you're seeing things at home, you might be a bit more motivated to kind of seek help. Sometimes when you don't see these things at home and the teacher, other family members mention that there's a problem, sometimes it's a little bit more difficult to get to grips and to come to terms with the reasons. And the motivation for this video series on the paediatric assessment is to help you answer the questions. Really kind of look inside, be honest with yourselves and answer the question, is it necessary to have your child assessed? And what is the assessment process? What does it involve? Sometimes I'd like to help parents and just share with you my approach as to what I do and how I think and I would help parents think about getting a paediatric assessment. First of all, it's important to try and answer the questions when should you get an assessment? You know, there might be factors that you're thinking about that have been happening at school and at home and you're not sure whether you should just wait a little bit. Maybe these things will pass. Perhaps it's just a phase your child's going through. And you might well think, you know, what is the purpose? Why should I get one? What would it achieve? Why would I actually want to go ahead and have my child assessed? And of course, you know, the question is why and if when at the same time. So to help you answer these questions, I'm going to share with you some of my approaches and to help you answer the question as to when these should happen. When should you consider having an assessment? So often I'd say to parents is your gut feel is a very good indicator. It's carried you this far from the time your child is born. As a paediatrician with over 21 years experience in practice, I've never met a paranoid parent. I've never met a parent who came to see me who didn't really have a genuine concern. There's often a concern and when there is a gut feel that you have that there is a problem, the instinct of a parent, somehow from a genetic evolutionary point of view, we are wired to have a sense about our child. Maybe it's a sixth sense of parenting. So trust your gut. If you're seeing problems at home and you think that these are out of the ordinary, if you're a first-time parent, it's difficult to know, you know, how do you benchmark? How do you know whether this is a problem? And you're seeking answers and you try to compare other children. You talk to other parents. You talk about their parenting styles. You are searching. But if you're seeing problems at home 
And these are problems that are starting to affect your family life, your child's well-being. It starts to affect the whole family, the mental health of your whole family, other siblings, other friends. Then I think it's something that you should consider very seriously. Another factor is the teacher has a concern, and this can really be a controversial thing that I see in my practice. Parents hear from the teacher that there's a problem, and if they don't see these things at home, they often tend to think, well, you know, the teacher last year didn't have a problem, and yet the teacher this year seems to have a problem. Maybe it's the teacher. You know, they, she, we need to just give it some time, but as the terms and the year progresses, there's this constant uh, talk about problems. And parents often think, you know, is it just the teacher? You know, is it the teaching style? You know, what you've got to think to yourself is, look at everything in perspective. Is there a learning problem? Look at your teacher's uh, assessment, not just the school report. You know, ask your child, is your child starting to lose self-confidence, falling behind with their work, not making friends? So this would also help you in conjunction with what the teacher is saying. Then, of course, you know, your child might have had some therapy, might have had some fine motor coordination problems with colouring and cutting out. You might have had an occupational therapist. You know, there are occupational therapists that are absolutely amazing. They seem to be able to have a holistic view of your child. They're able to really give you good information. So things like speech therapists as well. Is your child having therapy and your therapist says that they can't concentrate? They're unable to efficiently absorb the therapy that your child is getting. Do you have tutors, extra lessons, you know, whether it's for English or languages or science, maths, and the tutor seems to think that there could be a problem. These are all telltale signs that you should think about and use them in conjunction with everything else to decide whether you should get an assessment. And finally, ask your child. You know, sometimes children say, you know, mom or dad, I just can't concentrate. I daydream. I can't remember things. I really try. But I just can't do these things. Your child might have the ability to have the insight and self-awareness to tell you that there's a problem. So think about these factors when you consider an assessment. And of course, you know, child assessments need to be done by somebody who has a holistic overview of a child. It's no good getting a generalist or somebody who doesn't deal with children. Sometimes mental health professionals that deal with adults and then deal with children, they often just home in on one or two things. I've seen in the past they don't even take the child's blood pressure because they don't have the equipment that is appropriate for children and young children. They don't have the ability to assess the health of your child. They don't have the ability to assess development. You know, it stands to reason. Just think about your own career. You know, if you're a professional accountant, you know, somebody who thinks they know a little bit about accounting and numbers is not an expert, you know, and your child deserves that expert opinion. So consider that factor. An assessment is a holistic look at your child. That's what it really is. We zoom out. 
we're able to take a broad perspective. We're able to take a broad perspective and get an overall view of what your child is all about. We start off looking at the family. Think about these layers, almost like the sort of layers around an onion. You start off looking at the family. How does the family influence things? Are there genetic factors in the family? Are there factors that, um, you know, parents had problems at school? Do they have medical illnesses? Do they have thyroid issues? Are there dynamics? There's depression, anxiety. Um, you know, the relationship between partners and parents might not be optimal and impacting things. And then we look at right from the time a child is born, actually just before, we talk about factors during pregnancy. Is your child born premature? You know, has a child been adopted? These are huge factors that make a big impact on your child's development, which you might ne not necessarily have thought about. We want to know how your child started to acquire language. Did they crawl? Are they able to meet their milestones? Are they delayed? You know, were there issues with, you know, crankiness, colickiness, attachment, sleep problems? So these are all important factors about what we look at when we do an assessment. We take a 360-degree view. You need somebody who has that vision. And that's why I personally think pediatricians who specialize in neurodevelopment and ADHD and schooling issues are ideally placed to deal with this. And then, of course, behavior. You know, early on, we expect children early on to have a little bit of colic, they're a bit attached, but is this overwhelming? Is it something that is so different from maybe a previous sibling that didn't have problems? And remember, with behavior, 80% of three-year-olds or two-year-olds have tantrums. You know, they have them frequently. But when they get to the age of four, only 10% of children have tantrums. So is this behavior now overwhelming? Is it out of proportion to what you'd expect for your child's development? And, you know, is there other types of behavior? Is there physical behavior? Are there factors where your child withdraws? Uh, do they have sensory problems? Do they have eating problems, sleeping problems? All these things that we take into account. How about your child's social interaction? Are they able to make friends? Are they able to keep friends? Do they want to spend time with other people? Or do they shy away? Do they have a disinterest? All these kind of things where we're thinking about developmental problems, even autistic tendencies. The emotional range of a child. Is your child behaving like somebody who's much younger? And then, of course, we also look at the health. So you're looking at health aspects you know, allergies, sleeping, illnesses, chronic illnesses. Is your child uh, eating properly? Their health. Do they have problems with eating, weight gain, overeating, unhealthily? You know, are they obese? Are they underweight? Are they, do they have asthma, eczema, hay fever, sinusitis, epilepsy, all those factors? And then, of course, we look at the school. We look at how your child has started at school, how they enjoyed school. A child who enjoys school doesn't seem to have as many problems as a child who doesn't because there's a problem. You know, they don't fit in socially. The work is difficult. They find it difficult. They find it a hostile environment. 
So those are the factors that we look at when we look at the holistic assessment of a child. So what is really an assessment? We want to find answers. It's a process of finding answers to your child's challenges. It's a practical way to plan ahead, to have a action plan for your child. It's not just an assessment for ADHD, it's assessing all aspects, emotional, social, developmental, as I previously mentioned. And then of course you're getting a free health assessment by an expert, looking at every aspect, whether it's a little rash, whether it's a previous infection, whether it's sinusitis, whether it's a limb ache, whether it's a back ache, there's so many different aspects, checking your child's blood pressure. And of course, you know, you want to know, I'm sure, whether your child is on track. So think about the previous factors that I've mentioned. You know, we want to look at your family, your development of your child as your child grows, how they interact with their behavior, the older they get. You won't see those things early on. How do they interact with their siblings and the rest of the world and you as parents? Their social need. It's so important because that's an important part of different diagnoses. There are 250 mental health diagnoses that your child potentially could have. And we've got to try and sift through and make sure they don't have any one of those. Is your child happy? You know, there's not much point in life unless your child is happy. And if your child's not, those are telltale signs that they're problems. And of course, fundamentally, we need to make sure that your child is healthy because any treatment or medication that your child might need is fundamental as to whether they are able to tolerate medication or certain treatments. And maybe they don't need any medication, they need health interventions. And of course, school, when they get to school. You know, interestingly, I heard a comment where someone said that everything you need to know is at preschool. Whole of life depends on how you cope at preschool. Everything else is really like a tweak. You know, your social, learning to share, deal with difficult people, deal with separation, deal with different tasks, different hardships. It can be quite brutal for a child in a preschool environment. So that is the end of this part. And in the next video, I will be talking about the reasons for an assessment.